Warning, the following program is solely intended for a mature audience. Any of the idiotic opinions and views expressed on this show are solely opinions of Dark Cringe Radio and not of its advertisers, which is completely pointless because this poorly produced, dumbass podcast has no advertisers. Furthermore, any rebroadcast or redistribution of Dark Friend Radio podcasts without per- the permission is strictly prohibited. If you do, we will find you. And then we will send three black-eyed children to your home or office to collect your soul. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Coming to you live from the Mistopheles Studios, it's Dark Fringe Radio. And welcome to Dark Fringe Radio. I am your host, Will Martinez. Thanks for joining on the podcast this week. We have a great episode lined up for you. This week we are interviewing author, healer, empath, spiritual medium, Mr. Alan Wright. And um, we're going to be talking about his books that uh, basically chronicles his life and his journey, learning about all these abilities that he has, and talking about the different experiences he's had as well. So, we'll be talking to Mr. Allen right here in a minute, but of course I have to go through the social media stuff if you don't mind. If you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just look up Dark Fringe Radio, and please like, follow, share all our information there at Dark Fringe Radio, and uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, how to listen to the podcast, very important. Of course, you can find us, if you have an iPhone, on your iTunes, and uh, just make sure you uh, subscribe to us there, uh, like and share, all that stuff. And uh, when you do that on iTunes, please make sure to um, give a five-star rating and also leave a comment as well. That's very important. That helps us with the podcast, gets us up in the rankings. So whatever you can do to help us out with that, we'd really appreciate it. Also, if you have an Android phone, you can look us up through Google Play, the Google Music podcast section. Just look up Dark Fringe Radio and you'll be able to subscribe to our podcast there as well. You'll also get um, you know alerts every time a new podcast drops. Uh, if you subscribe to the channel, make sure you go ahead and do that through Google Play or Music uh, for your Android users. And also, for anybody else, uh, you can look us up through SoundCloud. We're also available on FM Player if you would like to use that particular uh, platform or app uh, to listen to your podcast. You can look us up through Dark Fringe Radio and check us out there. One last thing I wanted to remind everyone, if you had a suggestion for the show or you wanted to be considered as a guest for the show as well, you can send that to me directly at thedarkfringe at gmail.com. That's thedarkfringe at gmail.com. So make sure you go ahead and do that and send that there. And um, I'm pretty prompt and quick to reply back to anybody that sends me any kind of correspondence. So that's it for uh, the intro. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation and interview I had here with Mr. Alan Wright. What a wonderful guy, and uh, I tell you, I had such a great time talking with him, and I hope you know this is uh, enjoyable for you guys and entertaining as well. And we're going to get into you know his uh, books and chronicling his life, on, you know, learning about his abilities, all these different experiences he's had, and he's been able to put you know all these experiences to pen to paper. So I hope you guys enjoy again the interview with Mr. Alan Wright. All right, everyone, thank you, and welcome back to Dark Fringe Radio. I'm your host, Will Martinez, and we have a very special guest on the line with us today. His name is Alan Wright, uh, and uh, Alan is uh, someone I actually uh, we encountered on uh, Instagram, and he um, is an author of five books, and he's currently working on a sixth. He's a clairvoyant, a medium, an empath, also a healer. Um, he's chronicled his journey, basically, through all these books of uh, you know learning about his abilities, uh, and his experiences, and we're going to bring him on the podcast tonight to you know discuss all these things. Please welcome to Dark Fringe Radio, Mr. Alan Wright. Alan, how are you tonight? Well, pretty good. Will, how are you? Very good, very good. Well, Alan, um, thank you for coming on the podcast and taking your time to talk to us tonight. Um, first thing I wanted to start off with was uh, you have chronicled your journey about your abilities and learning about through all these books, and it's a pretty interesting perspective. 
<laughs> to say the least. And it starts with, uh, I, I believe the first book was Roads Less Traveled. Is that correct? No, actually, my first book was uh, Through the Veil and Back. Through the Veil and Back, and, okay. Yes, uh-huh. And, you know, one thing that you mentioned to me that really caught my attention, you astral projecting and you actually having an experience with that. Um, tell me a little bit more about that. Well, back in uh, 1982, my uh, grandfather died, and uh, he was a father figure in my life pretty much, my whole life. And with him gone, I I uh, missed him a lot. Uh, there was a big hole in my uh, life at that time. And uh, I w- wondered where he was at, if he had passed on to a better place or whatever. I was taught as in the Baptist church at that time that, you know, when you die, you go to heaven or hell or whatever. Right. And I just wanted to know if he was in a good place at that time. So... Uh, in 1983, I went to bed one night, and the next thing I know, I'm uh, on a journey to see my grandfather. Of course, in the beginning of this journey, I didn't know where I was going, but I ended up seeing my grandfather at the end of it. So you saw yourself going to some place, and yes. how did that look? What 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 was the you know what? It, can you describe to me the the ambiance? The what it looked like? Well, at first I. I, I actually saw my own death, and I was in a hospital, and and I saw a, a body laying on a gurney, and a hos- and a nurse and a doctor standing over that body, and I realized that that body was my own. And as I was contemplating this, I went through the ceiling and the roof of this hospital, and then uh, uh, kept going up. Now people say, well, isn't that a near-death experience? Well. Well, yes, I guess I could be, but I wasn't near death. I wasn't even sick, you know. Right, right. Uh, I had been in a hospital or anything, but it during right. I went through space. I I ended up in that tunnel like a near death experiencers uh, uh, see or feel, uh-huh. and I went into the light that they saw at the end of the tunnel, and then I ended up with my grandfather at the end of this, and I learned a lot. At the time when I came back the next morning, I came back just like I had only been gone seven, eight hours or whatever. But through my life since then, uh, I've always had abilities. But since this time, they became stronger. And also, I've had bits and pieces of knowledge that came to my mind that I realized that I had picked up on this astral projection when I went to see my grandfather. And uh, uh, those people who have passed on, uh, they have no time. Uh, They have no use for time. There's no time there where they're at. But they are able to bend and uh, fluctuate our time uh, to, you know, fit their purposes or whatever. And actually, I could have been gone uh, a week. I could have been gone a month, a year, uh, even longer. Uh, but when I came back, they brought me back to the time that I was supposed to be, uh, this physical time here on Earth. And uh, But they told me a lot of things, and I've learned a lot of things. And uh, I, I learned, uh, for instance, that uh, there was different levels of heaven, what I call heaven from what I was taught when I was uh, going to church, uh, where my grandfather was at. Uh, for instance, uh, I called paradise. It was just like Earth. It had trees, grass, flowers, wildlife, birds, uh, everything that Earth had, except it was perfect. There was no illness there, no death. Uh, there was uh, everything you'd want was at this place. The only thing is uh, they could move on to a higher level. And as they moved on through these levels, uh, they could actually at some time in the distant future, um, become like who I call God. Now, my concept of God is probably different than everybody else's, but um, uh, for now, let's just call him him God. Yeah, no, no, I understand. Um, You know what's interesting? uh, Anyway. No, I wanted to ask you one quick question, Alan. Um, what, What crossed my mind, when you saw your grandfather, did you have a very lengthy discussion with him? Well, 
uh, from what I remembered when I came back, I did not. Um, uh, <laughs> you almost have to tell the story. Um, when I went through the roof of the hospital, uh, as I was going up, I saw the lights of the city from where I was at. Mm. And I had a radio host uh, once to ask me, uh, did, did you remember the city? And I, at that time, no, I, I did not remember that city. But my wife and I moved up here to Utah, and all, all of a sudden, I recognized the lights of the city. It's this uh. one. <laughs> so it freaked my wife out when I told her that. She heard it for the first time when I was talking to this radio host. Uh, yeah, it's this town. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm almost 70, so yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, as I was going higher, uh, I came, the, the earth came in view, just like an astronaut's view. I was in outer, outer space looking down on the earth, and I thought, what a beautiful place that is from up there, you know? But what, how ugly it was down there, you know, the wars and the rapes and the crimes and everything going on on the surface of the earth, how ugly it was down there. Mm -hmm. And this voice came to me, and it said, the earth is fulfilling the purpose for which it was created. Now, this voice came into my mind uh, just like a, a person was standing next to me, and it was uh, done telepathically. It had to be. Right. Anyway, as, as I continued on, I started uh, wondering, you know, about my own sins. I knew by this time I had died, and I was wondering about my own sins and some of the things that I had done that was probably not too good on what people would consider too good. And uh, that voice came back to me again, and it says, uh, it told me, uh, because of the choices you made and the uh, things that you had done, brought you to this point in time right now. So that kind of gave me a feeling that maybe a lot of things that we're holding guilt of, uh, maybe we shouldn't because they're like minor sins type thing. And we pay for a lot of our sins here on earth before we die. Anyway, let's continue on. Yeah, no, that's, then, in, that's interesting. As, I, as we move on, I... I was wondering then about my family, what they were going to do since I was dead and gone, what they were going to do for support and so on and so forth. And that voice came back again, and it says, my family would have to go through the same things that I went through on this earth, the same stumbling blocks and uh, everything that I went through, they would have to go through. They would have to make their own choices and everything so that they too could be at the place that I'm at now. Hmm. And I kind of figured that, you know, that kind of gave me an impression that this life is like a test, you know, and because of the choices you make on this life and everything depends on where you're going when you die. But anyway, to continue on, I went, I, I was going fast. I, I, I couldn't describe the, the rate of speed I was going. I was going really fast. I was all of a sudden amongst the stars. I could see the stars all around me, and they were different colors. I never knew that before, but they are. They're different colors. Wow. But anyway, uh, I continued on, and I was going faster. And then all of a sudden, the stars became white streaks. I was going so far fast, they were white streaks. So it was almost like going past a picket fence real fast. Wow. Then all of a sudden, it became dark. There was no light at all, and I was becoming fearful at this point because there was no light. Then all of a sudden, I saw a little pinpoint of light directly in front of me, and then this pinpoint of light kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and it does. It looks like a light at the end of the, uh, a tunnel, but I started slowing down then, and as I slowed down, I went into the light, and this light is uh, love and compassion and charity, uh, all, all the good emotions and feelings that you can have is in this light, and it goes right straight through you. It's a tangible thing. It, you could almost feel, feel it on the outside, grab it, you know, like I'm, and it goes right straight through your body, and it <laughs> goes to every place in your body. Wow. And uh, anyway, as I was 
I didn't want to come out of this light. I wanted to stay there forever because I had never experienced anything like this before in my life. But anyway, as I continued on, I could see that this light was coming from this being, this individual who was sitting like on a rock or a stone up in front of me. And he had long hair and a beard, and he was dressed in a robe. And uh, uh, he was presenting himself to me like uh, a god, like Jesus Christ or God. And as I was getting closer to him, all of a sudden I blacked out, or at least that part of my memory was taken from me. And the next thing I remember is I was laying in this field or uh, a meadow, and I was um, I woke up and I was in a uh, there was tall grass all around me, and as I was gaining my regaining my thoughts, I could hear water off in the distance, and I could hear hear birds chirping in the trees. There was a a forest next to this meadow, and uh, I I could hear you know animal life and so on. So anyway, I gathered myself together and I stood up. And when I stood up, I was in a circle of people. And I realized that those people that I was standing in the middle of uh, were my close friends and relatives who had died and went on before me. And, but at the uh, one that was facing me was my grandfather. And he started expressing his love to me and everything. And he wasn't moving his mouth. He was doing it telepathically. Mm -hmm. And I was expressing my love for him and everything. And I could do the same thing telepathically. I felt like I could could talk if I wanted to. Right. But I didn't have to. It was not necessary. Uh, Exactly. Well, anyway, uh, the next thing I remember, are you still there? Yes, sir. I am definitely here. (laughs) I'm like sitting at the edge of here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, anyway, the next thing I remember is my grandfather and our, my grandfather and I were walking down this dirt path that was next to the forest and the uh, meadow that I was in when I woke up, and he was telling me things. He was talking to me, and we were walking along this path. That's the last thing I remember. And then when I came, woke up, I came back. Uh, I, and when I woke up, I, I felt like I stood before God. Right. I felt like I had a glow about me. Hmm. Uh, I had feelings and stuff that I didn't have for years and years and years. And those feelings, it was a life-changing experience that I had. And uh, I still remember every detail of this, even though it happened back in 1982. And... Uh, Anyway, like I said, I I am, uh, at the time, I was a passive medium. A, a passive medium is someone who can't call upon the spirits to come, but I can receive messages from spirits when they come up close to me. Right. Like if I was talking to somebody like you, and a spirit came up to me and identified themselves as your relative and gave me a message for you, I could do that. That's a passive message, uh, medium. But any more since then, I, I consider myself a spiritual medium. And I can do readings for people and stuff now, which I couldn't do before. But all my abilities have become stronger, and they're getting stronger as I get older. But well, as as I was saying earlier, this the, the things that I learned on this projection is... Things like I told you, the heaven has different levels. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I was really, that intrigued me because, you know, we always hear about, um, and excuse me for interrupting, um, but we always talk, you know, we hear about Dante's Inferno. I mean, that's, you know, one of the things, and he talks about, you know, the different levels of hell. Um, Why couldn't there be different levels of heaven? And that makes perfect sense. Please. And, well... I didn't even know who Dante was at at the, at the time, but uh, <laughs> you're exactly right because uh, about three years ago I went on another one where I went to a hell. But let me finish this one. Uh, when I went to uh, heaven, there was different levels. Like I said, there was nine levels that I know of. There could be more, 
but there's no less. There's at least nine levels in this that I call heaven. And if you get to the highest level, you can become like God. And what you learn in these different levels uh, are not religious things. They're laws of the universe. They, uh, you are taught things uh, about the universe and the laws of the universe and, and so on and so forth. Uh, anyway, um, there was, like I said, there's no time there. Right. Uh, so uh, that's another thing I learned there. Um, the, when I say they, when they, they, your relatives, your dead relatives are the ones that actually show you and teach you what you have to know. They're the ones that passed on before me. And, Anyway, uh, uh, there's so much stuff. Anyway, <laughs> you know, it's intriguing. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, question. I'm listening, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm taking all this information in, and it's just like, I'm enthralled at this at this moment because, you know, I, I really do believe what you're saying. There's a lot of merit to what you're saying. You know, this is not a concept that um, is foreign uh, to man that has been passed on from different cultures, different generations. It's, you know, it's nothing uncommon to that. So I totally see what you're saying, but please continue. Well, then uh, about three years ago, like I said, two and a half, three years ago, it was around the holidays. um, I had another one where I went to bed and when I got up in the morning, it was just totally different to feelings. I, I had uh, went to a place that I called hell. And in this experience, uh, when it opened up, uh, I was standing on a, a dirt path again. This one was wider. And um, uh, it was pitch dark. You could barely see your hands in front of your face. And off to the left, I could see buildings. And... Uh, but there was no lights on in these buildings. And off to the right, there was buildings also where there was no lights also. And uh, as I started walking along, and I didn't know where this path was going to take me, but as I was walking along, I I felt like uh, there was somebody behind me. And, and when I glanced behind me, there was about three or four shadow people, and they were just darting around behind me and I didn't know what they were going to do. You know, I didn't know what they, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't know whether they were going to try to jump me or what. Right. But uh, I had another announce, uh, or it was a caller and this caller at this radio station said, uh, do you feel that maybe those buildings were, was a jail, you know, and I never gave it any thought, but you know, if you're in hell, maybe, Maybe that's what those buildings were, was uh, some type of confinement, you know, for for those types of spirits like Jeffrey Dahmer and yes. Hitler and some of those other. But anyway, as I continued on, I came to, um, I saw a spirit, and he was hiding around the corner of one of these buildings, and he wanted me to come closer to him. <clears throat> Uh, and I went over to the edge of the uh, path as close as I wanted to get to him, and he kept saying, come closer. And I finally told him, I said, no, I'm not coming any closer. You tell me what you want. Yeah. Well, in the course of the conversation, I realized that I had dealings with this person uh, during his physical life. And what happened was his wife, I'm also a healer, by the way, mm-hmm. and his wife had uh, some mental conditions that gave her terrific headaches. And she would call me up uh, once or twice a week, and I would go over to the house. It was just a short distance from where I lived. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would give her a blessing, and the headache would either go away or it would... Uh, um, lesson, lesson somewhat where she could uh, do her, you know, duties, whatever she wanted to do. Where it was manageable, basically. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, he he would come to the door. He wouldn't say hi or drop dead or nothing. 
you could tell by the way he acted he didn't like me. And I think he thought I was a crackpot or something, but he would let me in, then he would go off into the kitchen or wherever he wanted to go. But it was her husband, and he's the one that was wanting me to help him. Hmm. Come to come to find out he had uh, killed somebody in this physical uh, life, murdered them. And he was afraid that that person that he had killed was in the same place that he was at right now. Oh, wow. And he, he, he wanted me to help him. Uh, first off, help him with the, I didn't tell you that this place uh, was filled with all the negative yeah. energy you'd ever want to feel. It was filled with hatred and fear and uh Everything like that. It's just anger. All that was down there. And uh, he wanted me to lessen some of that because I guess he saw me do it with his wife and he wanted me to lessen that for him or help him out of that place. He wanted me to help him out of it. And I told him, I said, I'm sorry, but what you did, you did for yourself. And now you're going to have to deal for yourself. You're going to have to work your own way out of this. But also, uh, now I, I didn't stay there that long, but I do know there's different levels of hell. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I saw about, that. I think, four or five levels of hell. And these people that's in there also has the, the ability to work their way up out of this hole that they're in. Uh, and they can possibly maybe move over to uh, the paradise side of heaven. I don't I don't think they're ever going to get all the way up to the top. I, I, I don't think that's ever going to happen, but uh, they can better their position than where they're at right now. Hmm. Uh, so, but anyway, when I came back from that experience, it was just the opposite. Um, I had the same emotions that they had there i had uh hatred i had i had anger i had anger issues i i'd jump on my wife for the least little thing and and uh i, I had trouble dealing with things and it took me about two weeks to get over this wow but i had to purge myself uh, uh about two or three times during this period i also purged the house too because um, I was afraid I was shedding things that yeah. shouldn't be in the No, you the got house, to. You have to. Feelings and stuff. But anyway, I, I finally got out of it, but it was, I would never, ever want to go to that place. It was just the opposite from when I went and saw my grandfather. Let me ask you, but Alan, anyway. let me ask you real quick, if you don't mind me, um, why do you think you visited that area or, you know, that realm what brought you you think it was that individual uh that was seeking your help or what yeah i think i think he was the main thing i think he called me there okay for whatever reason um uh i had dealings with him and he thought because i helped his wife that i could help him and uh he's he would be the only reason like my grandfather calling me there to see him. Mm. This guy called me there to lessen his pain. Right. But, uh, you know, a lot of people, when their ancestors die, and like their grandfather or somebody that they loved, uh, a lot of times that that person comes to them, you know, the the departed one comes to them right. as an apparition or something, you know. But uh, it was different for me. I went to my grandfather, and that was, that was quite an experience, really. <laughs> but uh, like I said, as I get older, I, my abilities become stronger. No, that's and that's see more knowledge and stuff. But yeah, uh, for one thing, I've I've learned that uh, I think when I was there, I was never asked what religion I was or what church I went to. Uh, with them, it was more. Uh, about love mm. they wanted to know if i love my family and my wife they wanted to know if i love my next door neighbor and they wanted to know if i love mankind they right. wanted to know if i loved the world uh, that was their thing right uh, and uh, 
anything. It, they gave me the impression that they didn't care uh, if you belong to a religion, just as long as it taught those things. And anything other than that is just smoke and mirrors. If they tell you you have to hair, wear your hair a, a certain way or dress a certain way, that's all baloney. That's just smoke and mirrors. Um, their thing is love. And if your church teaches love, helps the poor, helps the widows, just like it says in the book of James, uh, then you're, you're practicing religion in its purest form. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not uh, you're not diluting yourself. You're not confined by constructs that you know were made by man. You know, with, with these other religions that you know have these things that you talk about. You know, these these weird rules that you can't do this, you can't do that. You know, it, it's all about love and 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 the love for and compassion for others. So I totally understand that. But uh, I I know what I saw. I know what I saw was true. Um, I I put that stuff in my books. Uh, all the experiences in my books are true. I am into the paranormal. My wife and I lived in a haunted house for about three years. Yeah, I wanted to ask <laughs> you about that. Yeah, that was something that was uh, something that I read about uh, in uh, your bio, and uh, I wanted to get into that whole experience. Please tell me about that. Well, back in uh, uh, 2007, just before the housing crashed, uh, <laughs> wife and I uh, bought a uh, small one one bedroom, yeah, one bedroom, no, two bedroom house. I'm sorry, uh, house, and we paid through the nose for this little house, you know, during that period of time, and uh, we moved in. Everything was fine when we first moved in. That uh, uh, we didn't notice anything or anything it was a bank repo house though you know and uh, but the house had all been remodeled everything was new uh so anyway the house was about 70 years old at that time and it was in my old neighborhood or on the fringe of it and so i was familiar with the area i graduated from the high school I knew kids and stuff, or what used to be kids in that area. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, anymore they got canes and stuff. <laughs> walkers. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we move in, and you know we didn't notice anything. But all of a sudden, my my wife says that she's seeing shadow people in the hallway, and they they're I didn't see them, you know. So, but. She said they were going back and forth in the hallway. She saw mo movement in there in the at night, and all then I could start seeing them also. Hmm. They weren't making any moves towards us. They were just like, shuffling like checking around. us out or something. You know, I don't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't shuffling around. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, then uh, I started. Um, I'd go to bed. I had to get up early in the morning, so I'd go to bed fairly early. But when I fall asleep, fell asleep, I would uh, this creature would like bum rush me, come rushing right up to my ear, and scream into my ears, loud as she could. It was a female, hmm. and she looked like a witch. Wow. But I called her a banshee, and that's the title of the chapter, uh, banshee on uh, Dunlap Avenue. <laughs> But uh, she'd scream in my ear, and I'd sit straight up in bed like I was about ready to fight somebody. Right. And then I, you know, I get all settled down, and get back to sleep again, and she'd do it again. And this went on for a uh, for a while. <laughs> and then, and then we started noticing. Uh, well, I came home one afternoon, and there was uh, these big old fat, disgusting flies, hundreds of them. In the uh, inside the house and the windows right. of the kitchen and the uh, dining room, and I realized then that uh, we had something that was evil in that house. Was, there was an evil entity or presence in that house mm. because uh, these flies. I don't even think they were supposed to be in Arizona. You know, I don't. Yeah, I they mean, were, Arizona itself is like dry. I mean, for them to be yeah. around like that. 
yeah, they were big old fat, disgusting things. They could barely fly. And we had, at the time, we had six dogs. <laughs> we are empaths, so we like animals. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so we had about six dogs at the time, and I didn't want to use any poisons on the inside of the house for fear that one of our dogs would get sick or die or something. So right, right. I just brought out the fly swatter and started killing them. They were easy to swat and kill them because they didn't move very fast. And But I would do this every afternoon for about 10 days, I think it was. But uh, <laughs> after this, wife and I would be watching TV. And all of a sudden, we'd see the, uh, one or two of these flies fly up past the light in the TV. And I'd grab the fly swatter, but there was no flies around there. Nah. Uh, they were ghost flies. <laughs> because, yeah, I killed this these flies from this evil presence. Now they're ghosts. Oh, my And they gosh. were flying up from the TV at night. Uh, yeah, it was really strange. It was a strange place to live in. Uh, we started getting um, oh, termites. And those termites, the only room in the house, they built these like tubes and they'd hang down from the ceiling of our house from our bedroom and you'd look up at night they'd do it at night overnight while you were asleep you look up and here's these things hanging down like they're about ready to grab you it was just a weird place to live in wow let me ask and, you alan did you ever yeah. do any kind of investigation as far as the you know the history of the house and look into any of that you know you know, public records to see if anybody was, you know, ever killed or died in the house? Well, I knew some of the history. Like I said, I grew up in the area. And I, I remember as a kid, I, I used to sell all Cajun cards once in a while. And, I, you know, I got my race bike to, from selling them. And I, I used to sell on that street there. And there used to be an elderly lady that lived there. And I, I realized she was dead then. I talked to one of our next-door neighbors, and uh, she said the house sat empty for quite a long time. And, but they had homeless people that had gone in there, and uh, she said that they were using drugs in there. Oh, yeah. And I kind of feel that sometimes oh, we also uncovered a pentagram in there. Oh, wow. We pulled up a section of floor, too. I think sometimes these people, when they're into drugs and stuff, they're, they might be into more than just drugs. Uh, yeah, they're, but anyway, influenced. they're influenced. Yeah, exactly. But that's the brief history that I had. Yeah, that's... But I brought in a, I'm also a healer, and, and uh, I do blessings on sick people instead. And I have cast out evil spirits and stuff. I've done blessings on houses, but I brought in a friend of mine mm -hmm. and him and I uh, both did a blessing on the house and we got rid of everything except for the shadow people. We couldn't get rid of them, but uh, they weren't really bothering us other than the darting around and stuff. Right. Uh, but so we kind of, we, we let the house go back to the bank also after that housing crunch. Yeah. It was just ridiculous for us to pay that type of uh, mortgage on a house. No, no, no. no. I understand. Trust me. I, I went through the same uh, issues that you went through, so uh, I completely understand. Trust me. Uh, except for the haunting part. I, I didn't have that issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway, we moved out of there, so that, that's you know, the place that we're living in right now, we have a couple spirits in it. You know, when you're in a, a medium, mm -hmm. you attract spirits. And my I wife and I that. are both mediums. And we're surrounded by spirits all the time. We know this. And so we're bound to have some type of spirit in our living Yeah, it's, it's bound to happen, right? We try to keep the bad ones out. I, over the years, I've, I've had these abilities since I was a kid. And over the years, I've developed a little thing where I've have, I have a, a door in my brain. Mm -hmm. And when the door is closed, the spirits stay out. That's my time, you know. 
Uh, when I open the door, like for these radio shows and stuff like that, uh, the spirits can come and uh, and we can get in touch with their their relatives and such. Kind of but, like uh, uh, kind of like a no vacancy or vacancy sign, right? <laughs> pretty much so, yeah, and, and it works. I don't know why, but it does. It works. No, listen, and, and <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, no, if it works, I, I salute you because I could not imagine a person just being constantly bombarded with that day in and day out. It must be exhausting. I could not even imagine. Well, yeah, you have to have uh, some way to have time for yourself, you know. Yeah. Uh, now, some of those spirits are stronger than others, and they can get through. Uh, but anyway, uh, what was I <laughs> <laughs> no, we were, I, no, we were talking about your your house that you're in now. That you also have spirits there. Oh you're, yeah, yeah. They, uh, we found out that the elderly man that lived here before us, uh, uh, he died, uh, pretty much committed suicide. But anyway, we're pretty sure that his his spirits here, and we're sure that there's another one. But they're what I call benign. I mean, they're. They're, they're not evil or anything like that, mm-hmm. but they do pull some pranks on us. Uh, <laughs> we turn on the lights to our front porch and back porch at night. Uh, usually when we get up in the morning, one of the lights has been turned off or, you know, s- stuff like that. I, I guess the old man didn't like ha- wasting electricity or something. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to pay that bill in the afterlife, yeah. I guess. No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, one night uh, we were sitting on the bed watching TV. Well, my wife, uh, she can see out into the living room and the kitchen area uh, when she's sitting in the bed watching TV. And all of a sudden she looked at me and she goes, the kitchen light just turned on. <laughs> so he's messing around with the kitchen light. Oh, boy. I know one time we, we ate in the bedroom. Uh, we were watching TV in the bedroom. Anyway, I took the dishes out to the uh, the kitchen, I had so many, I couldn't flip on the light. So I went out there in the dark and laid the, uh, dishes on the counter. And I went to turn on the light, turn around the, turn on the light, you know, yeah. it was about eight foot away from me. And just as I turned around, the light came on by itself. And that, that's, <laughs> I have to admit, that's kind of freaky, you yeah, know, of course it uh, is. I know he messes around with the lights, but I'm not physically present when he does it you know but right when you're in the room and he does it that's <laughs> yeah, it's a little unnerving i'm sure yeah it makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up you know but <laughs> <laughs> but he's never done anything really bad you know uh so well, we kind of leave him alone we we do bless the house though and remove all the bad things uh whenever we have to and that that's about every other month or so we go through the house and bless it yeah that's uh, the thing i wanted to ask you being a medium and also your wife being a medium um you know i'll do respect to her um i i'm sure that there's a certain amount of maintenance that you have to do on a you know on a you know some some type of timely basis is that correct oh yeah ex- uh, exactly because you know even i try to fil- filter out all the bad stuff uh, when i'm uh reading people and so on and so forth because some of the, these people, they don't have good relatives, you know. Yeah. And uh, one sneaks in once in a while. And, uh, you know, I try to filter them out. But uh, anyway, some of them sneak through. So, yeah, we have to uh, get rid of them. I, I did a reading on this uh, one gentleman one time for this radio show. And by the time I was done reading him, uh, our bedroom was full of spirits, just full. Wow. Uh, his uh, late wife was there. He had two uncles that was in Vietnam. They were there. Uh, he had all these uh, spirits that was there for support for him. It seemed like almost all, his whole family was dead, you know. I felt sorry for him, but it's kind of freaky for the medium, too. Yeah. When you're dealing with, you know, you're, you're sitting there, and my wife is looking around, too, because there's uh, spirits all around the bed. She can see them also, you know. So, yeah, it's kind of weird, you know. But like I said, once in a while, it's a bad one we'll get through, and then we have to get rid of them. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that, it's. A, I wanted to ask you the dynamic between you and your wife. Do you think it's a good thing that she's also a medium? 
because she can also understand what you're going through? Well, let's put it this way. I'm on my fifth marriage, (laughs) and it's kind of hard being married to somebody that's an empath, a sensitive, a healer, and a medium. It's it's really hard, you know. Some some women would not understand, you know, uh, things. And um, it's very hard. And she, when her and I first met, uh, I could pick up on her that she had uh, abilities also. Okay. She didn't know she was a medium until she met me. And then she realized through me and the things that I go through that she goes through the same things. And it was because of this that she found out she's also an empath, a sensitive, and a medium. Mm. And so... Uh, it really helps out because we know what we're going through. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's kind of funny because we'll be sitting there and uh, like one time I'm on a radio show and uh, I kind of hold my uh, hand over the uh, speaker and I, I look over and glance over at her and I said, did you see that? And she goes, no. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the guy's grandfather that walked through the room. Yeah. <laughs> I can only yeah. I picture you and your wife sitting on the couch and then you guys seeing something in your minds and then <laughs> and then your wife saying before she even says anything you're like yep no I saw it yeah <laughs> you well, don't even need to say can read each other and yeah read. I'm sure like, right will you please get out of my mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah really it's really freaky yeah I gave you this uh, <laughs> I was. I forgot what I said again. Stay on my mind, she says. (laughs) Alan, you know, you've written these books. Um, You have five out now. You're working on a sixth. Can you tell me a little bit about this one that you're working on, this new project? Well, what I did was, I, you know, I have a whole bunch of experiences that I've had on these radio shows. And uh, I've had where... Uh, a spirit or sometimes two spirits would come through and they want to talk to the co-host or the host and give them a message. And I've had to basically stop the whole radio show to do that. And uh, uh, I did this one time and I told uh, co-hosts about his twin brother and everything. And uh, they, well, actually he was, no, he was co-host. Anyway, the host says, yeah, he's really been uh, kind of upset such as his brother died and stuff and anyway I hit it right on the nail that's what she said but there was a space of uh, at least a minute uh, that was quiet hmm. and you know it was dead air on the radio that's not too good right. but th- yeah uh, neither one of them really knew what to say because <laughs> I had uh, his brother had come through and I told him what his brother wanted to, me to tell him um, I also told him his brother told him that he'd be waiting for him when he crossed over. Uh, I told him that his brother said that he's uh, he's like a guardian angel to him, and he watches over him, uh, and he's around him all the time. Hmm. I also told him that his uh, brother says that uh, he was uh, he'd be in one of his dreams. And that spirit that was sitting, I actually felt him sit beside me. Mm-hmm. And he says, no more. I said, well, uh, he says that he's going to be in a couple of your dreams. <laughs> he says, no more. Oh. <laughs> I said, well, he's telling me you're going to be in several of his, your dreams. Yeah. And and the co-host says, yeah, he has been. I dream about my brother quite a bit. And I said, well, that's just confirmation that he is with you and he's telling me that so that you know that he's with you yeah so yeah most of the time the messages i get are are um, to help the person their loved one mm-hmm. and uh, uh i've had a, a mother's uh, give her son who was struggling with a, a drug dependency mm-hmm. uh tell me to tell him that she's his guardian angel and that if he ever needed support to call upon her and she would help him. Uh, she had also said that she was proud of him 
what the efforts that he has been making and his ability to stay away from, you know, the, uh, the things that he was doing. A lot of the things I can't say on the radio because they're too too personal. Right, no, you I know? can understand, yeah. yeah. You can't say on the radio somebody has a drug dependency, you know. Right, yeah, no, uh, I mean, of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, but... Uh, so you know, from what I'm gathering is is that you're taking all these stories that you've had on all these radio stations and shows and and so forth and pretty much compiling them all together is is that what I'm assuming? That's right. Look at that. <laughs> I put in the stories and uh, I thought that would be interesting uh, for readers to read about some of the things that's happened to me on on radio shows. Absolutely. And, uh, no, you you've led a, a very interesting life and you know, one that uh, <laughs> not many people have, uh, you know, experienced. Um, Alan, yeah. let me ask you this. I've had probably, I don't know, close to 10 psychics on my podcast uh, in the past, and I've never, ever opened myself up to any one of them. <laughs> but I think I might, for once, open myself up to you, uh, Alan. Um my grandmother passed about a year or two ago, and um, I wanted to know if there was anything that you could possibly tell me um, from her side. Give me a minute here. Let me gather my thoughts and stuff. No problem. Well, maybe less than a minute. <laughs> I, you know, I title of my book was "You're on the Air," mm-hmm. and it's Y O U. Possibly R E. I was going to write it Y O U R because your yours kind of shows possession, right? And actually, the airtime on the radio shows when I'm on them belong to the spirits, and I wanted to do that, but I got so much fuss from everybody saying that I misspelled the word and everything. So I <laughs> anyway, can't please everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let me see here what I can come up with. Um, was your grandmother uh, elderly? I mean, uh, was she yes. say in her seventies or eighties? Yes, that is correct. I, I I see a gray-haired lady, and she's beside me right now, and uh, she's identifying herself to me as your grandmother. Okay. And uh, hmm. she told me that you two had a lot of fun when you were a kid. Is that true? Very much so. Yes. Uh, I, I. She's telling me also that you went over to her house as often as you could, anyway, yes. and that you guys used to do things together. Yes. Uh, was your grandfather there also? Uh, my grandfather had passed um, many years before I was even born, so I never even got to meet my grandfather on, on my mother's side. Well, I I see your grandfather here. He's telling me he's your grandfather, and he he wants me to tell you that he loves you, and that uh, even though he didn't see you or you didn't see him uh, after you were born, he knew of you. And that he's been around and knows you. Uh, your grandfather and grandmother are together uh, with me anyway right now mm-hmm. as, as, uh, as I'm talking to you. Um, <laughs> was your grandmother a little bit stout? I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I'm, that's what I'm seeing. I'm. Uh, she's wearing a dress and she looks uh, priest out. Yes. But uh, <laughs> uh, she she's doing some things. She's uh, she had a, a comical. <laughs> what can I say? She she was jovial. I should say was she she. I like to tell jokes and stuff. Uh, yes. Seems she like was the, always doing something goofy. Um, even yeah. at her later age, she was always doing something silly to the point yeah. it would make you laugh. So, yes. Yes. Well, she's telling me that she was 
pretty much raised in the 60s and 70s, too. So she was young during those times, and she had a good time, she said. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm not going to say what kind of good time she had. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> really? Uh, well, she's expressing her love for you. Okay. She's also expressing her um, pride of you. She's proud of the accomplishments that you made in your life. Uh, she's she's uh, very happy with the things that you've done. Oh. And your grandfather has too. Mm-hmm. He's telling me you actually saw him before you came to Earth. Really? Before you were born, yeah. Hmm. He's telling me that. Interesting. But you, you just can't. You just can't remember that. I wish I could. But <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they're they're kind of backing off now. Okay. But, uh, wow. Well, you know, Alan, that's uh, pretty significant. I mean, you you pretty much hit the nail on the head on all those fronts there. So <laughs> I can't uh, <laughs> I can't discredit anything that you've said. Honestly, uh, that's just amazing and. You know, you, you talk about all these things that you've learned and, and these, you know, experiences that you've had in all your books. And I, I encourage everyone that's listening to the podcast now to, uh, you know, check out all these books on Amazon. You know, uh, Alan, they can find that all on Amazon, correct, Alan? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm working on a seventh book now. It's called uh, uh, Ghost Stories from My Friends on Facebook. <laughs> that's wonderful. Uh, I love the title. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm asking everybody on Facebook or whatever to send me their ghost story uh, or paranormal story to me at my uh, email address, which is alanwright453 at yahoo.com, and it will be in that book coming up. I thought that would be kind of a fun thing to do and see what kind of stories we get. We're getting quite a few of them, some of them from radio hosts and stuff. Because they're in paranormal also, so yeah, yeah. I think I might yeah. have to send one your way there, Alan. <laughs> hey, yeah, go ahead, do it. <laughs> well, that's anyway. awesome. No, no, no. And I wanted to ask you: you also do a podcast as well? Is that correct? Well, I'm a co-host on uh, Crossover Connections, and the host of that show is uh, Barbara Patron. And I want to tell you right now: everything I do, I tr- it's real and it's true. And I don't like uh, false things. I don't like false people. I don't, you know. Right. And Beverly Patron is the real thing. And uh, she can do a reading that's uh, just unreal. Uh, I've never seen anybody do that. Really? And it was kind of from an accident, a car accident that she had way back when. And after this car accident, she she had disability, and uh, so and she's very very good at it. She's the host, and I'm the co-host, and we kind of go back and forth. It's kind of it's a pretty good thing, you know. Yeah, uh, no, it sounds interesting. <laughs> Where can people yeah. listen to that? Uh, it's on uh, Blog Talk Radio, and it's on Saturdays. Well, I say Saturday afternoon, but it's actually uh, 6.30 Eastern Time. Okay. And uh, uh, just look for Crossover uh, crossover Connections, and uh, you're there. <laughs> with, uh Beverly, not Beverly, with Barbara Patron and uh, Alan Wright. Perfect. Yeah, no, awesome. And, uh, oh. and you're working hey, on... Ben, my, Go ahead, I'm sorry. My wife is also co-host. Oh, is she? Uh, Lori Wright, yeah. Yeah, she's co-host out there. Yeah, she kind of stays in the background. She gives me support, and <laughs> she kind of gives me help with my readings also. When yeah, I'm she's a little stabbing every <laughs> once in a while with some extra information. Yeah, really. No, that's great. No, that's wonderful, wonderful. No, I want everybody to definitely check that out. I want to um, listen in on a couple of those uh, episodes, and uh, so I urge everybody to check that out on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, crossover Connection, is that correct? Yes, that's it. Perfect, perfect. Oh, all right. Well, Alan, listen, um, it was certainly a treat. I, I definitely uh, applaud you uh, for all the work that you've done. You've chronicled all of this you know, wonderful experiences and, and information into all these books, and you're continuing to 
you know, uh, come out with more. And I'm going to definitely participate and uh, throw Couple. a little uh, story your way that I have uh, experienced in my life. So um, yeah. you know, let's see if it makes the cut. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, send it over. Oh, it will. I'll put it in there. All right. So be nice. I will. I will. Definitely. Okay. Well, Alan, listen, it was a great. pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for uh, coming on again on Dark Fringe Radio. It was certainly yeah. a treat. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Bye-bye, right. Will. All right. You take care. Have a great night. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mr. Alan Wright. Um, Again, if you want to get a hold of any of his information, just look up Alan Wright on Amazon, Alan L. Wright on Amazon. You'll be able to find all his books on there. And again, he wanted me to give a correction on his email address uh, that he gave earlier. Uh, If you want to send any of the ghost stories uh, for him to consider for his next uh, book, you can send that to alanwright453 at yahoo.com. That's A-L-A-N-W-R-I-G-H-T. 453 at yahoo.com. Again, if you want to send me any information or want to be considered for a guest on the podcast, you can send that to me directly at thedarkfringe at gmail.com. Again, that's thedarkfringe at gmail.com. Again, I'm your host, Will Martinez. I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, week's episode. And next week, we're going to be having a, a discussion with me and Jay about Cicada 3301. So that's going to be a very interesting podcast. It's in regards to a uh, online um, test or quiz, or uh, scavenger hunt. But we'll get into all that next week. I hope you guys enjoy that as well. Again, you can follow us on Dark Fringe Radio, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just look up Dark Fringe Radio. Again, I'm your host, Will Martinez. We'll see you again next week.
strawberry wine.